If you feel like a star, then that's what you are. She shines like that in the night, in the sky. I can see her eyes every time she walks by. I might as well. Hello, 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 and welcome to a live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us tonight. Another fantastic, great, and exciting show scheduled for you tonight. Hopefully we're going to change some lives here tonight. I'm believing for that. I've been praying for this show because I do feel like it is the start. This topic, if people can get it, recognize it, own it in a in a way that they want to make a change, that it will change lives. So um, I'm going to also, Rodney, I just thought about this, share a little bit about my 30 days and, and what that time did for me, again, with being at solitude, being without entertainment and without entertaining myself with the, with the flashy stuff, with the worldly stuff, so to speak. So um, thank you all for tuning in with us. Uh, the chat line is open. For those of you who are listening on the chat line, feel free to comment, submit questions there. If you want to do that, you do have to be a registered follower. You could do that right online, simple, easy, quick process, and then you can chat with us during the show. The call-in number, 818-691-7406. You do have to select the number one if you do have a question or comment for tonight's show. So, again, I want to just thank you guys for listening. Rodney, are you there with me still? Yes, I am. Can you hear me okay? Yes, can hear you just fine, just fine. So, you, you, um, know you, you know something funny? What's that? I get more excited about, about doing this radio show every Monday night than I do about Monday Night Football. All right, see, see, because, okay, I'll tell you what, why is that? Why do you feel that is? Because I know you love football, but but why is that? Well, as as I have matured and as I have become more and more passionate about helping people not necessarily change their lives, because I don't try to change people, but what I do is try to educate people. Uh, and I try to share with people what I know and what I have. And so because I'm all about transformation, because, you know, I, I, I would say I'm on a war path, especially when it comes to education and, you know, just providing better resources and better opportunities for, for our children and adults who, who are interested. I don't know. To me, that that's just far more important than, than football. Right, right. And and, and so I, I just, you know, I look forward to every Monday night. I get excited. And uh, we have to eventually do a, a kids' night because my students know that I co-host the radio show every Monday. So they're like, uh, give us the number. Give us the number. What's the website? How do we listen, listen in? So they, they oh, are Rodney, I got us. I gotta stop you for a minute because listen to this, and and you guys just hang with us because we're gonna we're gonna get into the show. But this is good stuff because Rodney, when when I did the Bridges, Brandon and I did Bridges conference again this year, and I think we Friday we were out Friday, and I t- they they actually signed up to do a show. I actually got about eight kids who want to come on the show seriously this time because we we tried to get it last year, tried to get some kids together, schedules that did just did not work out. But if we could we could join kids together from your area 
and some from here um, or maybe, you know, get a couple of them on. And I would like to have them talk about some real issues. Uh, tell us what we're doing wrong because, you guys, I feel like we're doing a lot wrong as adults. Number one, first, we're not living what we're preaching. And kids are getting fed. We have some smart, wonderful kids. Our society tells us different. They show us the other side. But Brad and I had an awesome time, and those kids were so engaged, had questions, and they were those kids with those moral values and ethics and expectations. And matter of fact, Rodney, you'll, 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 this will be interesting to you. We asked the, the people, the young people, to go around tell us their name and what school they attend. One of the young ladies, uh, she told us her name, and her next sentence was, and I don't have any kids. I don't have any babies, oh. she said. And so, of course, my alarm went off because I'm writing down, you know, what she said. And we asked her um, after everyone else had, had introduced themselves, and it's as if I need to make that clear because society looks at me as, you know, this girl, and most girls have babies now. And so she made that. That was in her speech. My name is, and I don't have any babies. So we have to get these young people on. I so agree, so agree. That's another example of one accord for us. So God is moving, and I'm so excited that that I have someone who has a vision and a passion for change because, you know, guys, it's one thing to say it. It's one thing to want it but it's another to know what that comes with, and it is a rocky road. It is a rocky road. You never know what people have gone through, been through, and what is helping me grow more is the more that I hear from people who have struggled through life with so much, so much stuff. And as I hear these stories, you don't know how you would respond to those things. And so that is teaching me every time to take my mouth off of people unless I'm praying for them. If we're not praying, then I think, and I'm learning that every day. I just learned that again this week. I'm learning it every day, and I thank God for that. But that's what it's about. So the shows, like you said, the Monday Night Football, um, I like football too. There's There's a number of things I like. There's a number of things that you and I both could be doing on this Monday night. We work. Uh, we have other responsibilities. You are an author twice. Uh, you are going everywhere promoting. But we are doing this, and, and you guys, we don't get paid to do this. And so it it is a passion so that people, for me, hurting people hurt people, and I know I was a hurting person. Thank God that he is bringing me up and out. I thank God for all of that. So support the show. Share the show. Um if you want to be on the show, contact Rodney, contact myself, um, support Rodney's book, uh, The Heart of a Teacher, uh, Tired of Being Black, either one of those. But Rodney is doing some great things with our young people as well. So just support that. So thank you for bringing that up, Rodney, because there, there are a lot of people that are going to choose uh, football and any other entertainment tonight and every other night. So I would like to start by, and you guys, if you hear noise, I have a little person here tonight that um, unexpected, but, you know, we have to do what we have to do. So I have a little person here, and she is being good at the moment, but if you hear a little person's voice, just bear with us and know that life happens and um, we accommodate. So I would like to start by just reading 
tonight's description, the show description for tonight. And let me get over there. I guess y'all heard that, huh? Okay. Your need to be entertained. Your need to be entertained in the eyes of many is viewed as an addictive but legal drug that keeps most of society on a superficial high. It is said that the more entertained one is, the more one feels the need to be entertained, the less thinking he or she does. So that's the more entertained they are or the more that they feel the need to be entertained, the less thinking he or she does. Americans are seen as the most entertained but the least educated people. And this topic came from, I note here on a previous Butterfly Evolution show that uh, Rodney had Greg, Greg Whitaker on. And I don't remember the topic you guys were talking about, Rodney, but I remember him saying, why do people feel the need to be entertained so much? And that stuck with me. And so that's how this topic came about. The description continues on. The world is constantly entertaining, entertaining us through television, social media, iPods, iPads, smartphones, and much more. Most people spend every hour being entertained. Dr. Winter, in his book, Still Bored in a Culture of Entertainment, says the average person has 33,000 more leisure hours than a person in the mid-1800s. But back to the question, why do we constantly need to be entertained? How or does entertainment affect us emotionally, financially, and or socially? How does excessive entertainment affect our youth? And so that's what this show is about tonight. And I know Rodney's going to focus on a, on a point, and I, I would like to kind of stick on the babies a little bit more because some, in some instances our babies don't have a choice especially the little ones, and it's it's determined by studies that even our young people are spending hours and hours in front of TVs. So the TV is becoming the babysitter. So most of our kids are going to a babysitter while we're at work. They're coming home to the TV being the babysitter. Um, not saying all shows are bad for you or all entertainment, but too much of anything it's not good, and certainly too much of the wrong thing is not good, especially for young people whose minds are being shaped, uh, their values, their morals, what they see, because we know our little people mimic what they see. That, now, that is, a, that is truth on top of truth. They mimic what they see, what they hear, what we do. And so they're getting their, their teachings from I remember one of the the quotes that I found is that we we pay we sit and watch people all day who in most cases we won't even allow in our houses. And I think about some of the shows today that people sit and watch and watch and they continue to bring them more and more and more. Um for instance, we we got Naked Dating. I don't know if it's coming or if it's already here, but I heard there's a show Naked another reality show Naked Dating where the people are Dating, they're naked while they are meeting each other for the first time. Um, naked it's in the wilderness. Out there, it's out there. Okay, I just it's heard about that today. Uh, 
I just heard about that today. But but the point is, they keep bringing shows like this for one reason and one reason only, which is what, Rodney? People are watching them, right? Because people are watching them. And, and, and you know something, Tammy? <laughs> when it comes to when when it comes to entertainment, believe it or not, um, entertainment is something that has always been a part of our society. And again, uh, those of you uh, out there, uh, we could definitely see you in the chat room, and uh, we 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 know that you're um, on the phone. Please, 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 don't sit back and be quiet tonight. We would love to hear what you have to say. What what does entertainment mean to you? How do you think it affects uh, the brain? How do you see it impacting your life? How do you see it impacting uh, other adults? How do you see it impacting children? We would love to hear your your viewpoints. But um, but going back to, to to the question, Tammy, when it comes to entertainment, it's something that has been going on for the for the longest time. And, and the more I learn. Um, about history, uh, the more I learn about what happened in the past, entertainment has not always been um, necessarily a bad thing. But see, in America, we live in a uh, capitalistic society where when when people find out your weaknesses or when people figure out what it is that you like, they capitalize on it. And so the way many people make money is by providing you with some sort of entertainment. The problem is we look for garbage, and we don't care at what cost that that garbage is presented to us. It doesn't matter if it is destroying our children. It doesn't matter if it's breaking up our homes. It doesn't matter if if it's uh, causing us to only get three or four hours of sleep at night. If it's entertaining us, we will sacrifice our well-being for the sake of the uh, of the of the show or or the sport or whatever it is that is entertaining us. And, and I'm going to give it back to you, Tammy. Uh, we do have a caller, which I love. I, I love when we get to talk to the callers, but I'm going to give it back to you, and then you can pull the caller in. Okay, great. Thank you. Let's pull our caller in from 678 with the last four digits of 9759. Caller, thank you, and you're on the air with us. Hey, Tammy, how you doing? This is Bo. Hey, good. How are you, Bo? I'm good. Hey, right now, how you doing? I'm good, Bo. How you doing, man? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Um, I just want to talk about uh, entertainment for a minute. Yeah, can you hear me? We can hear you just fine. Okay. Yes, I, I feel like um, entertainment has always been, um, all the way back in the Bible days, that entertainment um, for the kings and so forth. They would come out and make stuff disappear and this, that, and the other. They even tried to compete with the uh, disciples when God was, was doing certain things to the disciples. They would try to mimic it. Um, so entertainment has always been to, in today's society. They're using in, entertainment for an entirely different thing. The entertainment today is to really keep my mind focused off of what they're really trying to do. That's what entertainment today is, and to keep our kids from being knowledgeable of the things that are to come. If you look, um, there was a time when America had. Uh, 
the dollar was worth every more than any other currency out there. Now, China uh, and 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 Europe um, money is worth more than our money, and it's because those people aren't with the entertainment and they're with knowledge. I mean, they 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 don't have a summer break. They don't have summer break. They don't have all these days off that we our kids have. Nowadays, they have more days off than they do on. I can't remember having all these days off, of, you know, when I was coming up going to school. Hey, uh, now Bo, you're this, out is of- T- this is Tammy, but I want to ask you something. I want to go because you said this. You, you made me think about this when you started talking right early uh-huh. on about the entertainment. Uh-huh. Have, have, do you know the Greek... Um, meaning of the word entertainment when it's broken down. Do you know? Have you got a chance to look at any of that? Because if not, I want to. No. I want to share it. Okay. Because you said something, no. and I want. I want to share because I don't want to lose your point that you initially brought up. And okay. the Greek breakdown of this entertainment. Enter basically means come into. Enter. Tain. T a i n. Possess. Hold. And mint. A state of being. So otherwise, to come into, to possess and keep individuals in a state of being or possession. That's right. what the Greek uh, meaning of the word entertainment when it's broken down. I thought that was so interesting because that's exactly, in my opinion, what inter- this type of entertainment is doing. Like Rodney said, it we will we look for garbage. That's why they keep producing it. That's why all these shows continue to come out. And it doesn't matter the cost. It's causing it's causing marriage everything. Marriages, uh dysfunction and I'll get a little bit into what all this when you look at all this stuff, what it creates inside as far as your mental state and so forth. But we look for it and so it does, in my opinion, put us in a, a state of being, but what being? What being? So I'd like for you if you can, comment a little bit on that as well. Okay. Well, um, as I was saying before, um, I just think that, uh, you know how they say uh, sex and violence is what sells. So it's it's all about a dollar in, in, in most places. That's what I see. Um, they're doing things and making things to, to make money off of it. Um, if you make something positive, it doesn't do well. Um you got gospel singers out there that 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 do entertainment, and you know they're they're worshiping God and this that and so forth. Okay, they're doing good. Some of them, none of them are billionaires. None of them, most of them aren't millionaires. You know what I'm saying? But then you got people that 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 make worldly music and entertain, and you and you have millionaires, you have billionaires um, that do that. It's because uh, they support that more than they do the positive. And it goes back to the entertainment thing. What I'm saying is every time you turn around, they're putting something that's not positive on TV because it makes a dollar. And, it again, it keeps, like you were saying, Tammy, it keeps you unfocused as to what's really behind the scenes, what's really going on. And what's really going on is <clears throat> we're being misled. We're being misled to believe that everything is all right when it's not. It's not all right. You know, it's it's not all right and it's, it's not going to be all right for a long time to come. Um like I said those are pacifiers for 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 us, some of us who ha- who haven't sat down to take notice 
and the, the pacifiers for the kids also. Hmm. What do you think it's doing to our I, kids? I am so glad that that, that you called <laughs> in because I think that I think yeah. that you've touched on so many uh, uh, great points, and I've been sitting here writing things down and. Uh, one of the first things that stood out to me, is, um, and I think you uh, reiterated a couple times, a couple times, and that is entertainment is is used more so as, as a distraction, um, basically to divert people's attention from 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 what's actually happening. And lies are constantly being told, but their their way of keeping us down, meaning the government. Um, exactly. Or the people running the show, their exactly. way of keeping us um, thrown off balance, their way of keeping us away from the real issues is well, we'll just give them this, and in the meantime, see, we're going to distract them. These midterm elections are coming up where these are just as important as the presidential elections, but for the midterm elections, we're not going to advertise midterm elections as much as we do the presidential elections. But during the midterm election season, here's what we're going to do. Oh, we got a brand-new reality show. Exactly. Oh, here's what's going on in the NFL. You, When it comes to sports, I have seen more non-related uh, sports topics in sports than I have seen about actual sports. You have domestic violence that is taken over. Um, you have sexual assault. You have all of these things that have even taken away from the sport because these are the things that are entertaining people. So now we have these midterm elections that you don't really hear much about but, yeah, these are the people controlling the House. These are the people controlling the Senate. But, you know, and you know, here, here are your, your mayors, your city council members. No one's paying attention to what's happening with these things. No one, you know, and, and but what we're going to do is we're going to take your mind off of that because we're going to entertain you. And, and also we talked about how entertaining means, you know, pleasure and leisure. You think about it. The the government gives us just enough to make us feel good. Racism is strong, alive, and well in this country. But guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna allow a black man to come in and be president. So y'all can so you can't say, well, America's racist. No, nope, because we let a black guy in there. You know. So many things are happening, and if we would just wake up and, like they used to say, and smell the coffee, right? life would be so much different. And, and by the way, Tim, we have another caller. <laughs> yeah, I was just sending you that message. That okay, Bo? Were we able to have you? Were you able to get everything out that you wanted to get out? Yes, ma'am. I was. Yes, ma'am. Thank I was. Thank you so much, and thank you for for getting back on with us. Um, just good yes, stuff. Yes, thank you. All right. All right, let's let's take another caller and we're gonna pull our caller in from seven seven zero with the last four digits of seven three seven seven. Caller, thank you, and you're on the air with us. Yes, hello, how are you doing? We're great. How are you doing? Very good. 
I'm doing fine. I'm I'm certainly enjoying hearing the show, and I definitely like the um, uh, the subject content. It says a lot. Um, I think I have a little bit to offer, uh, um, but you know, because one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking is that entertainment in itself is not a bad thing. The problem with entertainment is the reference of what attracts us that makes it bad. See, that's the problem. It's not the fact that we are being entertained. It's what we're being entertained by. A lot of times our, our reference for entertainment is, is poor uh, of poor quality because of the mindset uh, that we have. For instance, you know, we have these kids that are prone to be entertained by a lot of rap music because of the reference point, what is fit, their mindset, their mentality. So they don't attract nothing. They don't attract nothing outside of what they're capable of, you know, what their surroundings is. And uh, I think that's what makes entertainment, some entertainment, um, certainly where it can allure a certain mind mentality into um, um, uh, kind of um, perpetuating, um, not perpetuating uh, poverty. Uh, it perpetuates a lot of stuff. Some of the entertainment it perpetuates. Um, certainly, within our given African American community, what we are being entertained with perpetuates some of the things that makes us casualties. Um, um, as we talked about racism, let's talk about this thugism. Let's let's talk about how uh, it perpetuates how black men treat women when they see um, the stuff that's be, uh, depicted in the rap videos. Um, it doesn't, it, you know, it's okay to have to be entertained by something that is noble, benevolent enough to help you um, uh, promote a standard or. Uh, uh, and uh, induces you into a standard that helps you and helps solidify your character, helps promote character. But what we're being entertained a lot today by is by things that uh, 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 assassinates character or the growth of character. Hmm. Rodney, I'm going to let you take that one. <laughs> Great stuff. Yeah, yeah, it is. I I don't even know how how you you know respond to that. I I think that he, I, I think that again, like he just hit on some 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 very powerful things. And I think that you know one thing that we have to remember about about entertainment, you can people can only provide entertainment. Uh, and you just said this, Sammy. People can only provide entertainment if you want to be entertained. Mm-hmm. And and I'll add this: before before we became a part of this uh, corrupted society, and, and I think a lot of times we get it mixed up. We even those who say that they're Christians get that confused with being Americanized. And we have taken on a worldly view, and we tend to think that that makes us a Christian because it's a well, it's right according to society. Mm-hmm. But long before we took on this mindset of, you know, entertainment in an American form, 
we've always entertained each other and entertained ourselves. And it did not cost us what it costs us now. We used to get together and sing songs and no one was trying to become a billionaire off of everyone else. It was just about finding that happy place and enjoying each other's company. But now, you know, Rodney, this is, is, and it also, in my opinion, entertainment used to have a respect for, in my opinion, based on what I remember growing up. Um, I can never forget that that line where the TV turned off at a certain time. Now you can watch yeah. it all night, any night, every night, even the kids. Um, I mentioned that the, the the little baby is here, and I remember sitting down watching a cartoon show with her, and I was appalled by the 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 nature of the cartoon show. Like even if a if, if a parent sits down, and how, how many parents do that today? Sit down and watch the entertainment with their kids to see what's on. But the things that I seen, and I, I t- no, you're not going to watch that. She's four years old, not my child, but somebody's child. And, and just what they say, what they promote on the Cartoon Channel. But if you guys remember, TV used to go off. There was things that did not make it on TV. There were things you you rarely seen people kiss on TV back then. Now you have naked dating, but they keep bringing it because, like we said earlier, we keep somebody keeps watching it, and it's what our caller said. The reference of what attracts us. That's that's what. Because entertainment, some entertainment is great. I mean, they still have some channels that you can watch and learn so much from. So I agree there. But the mass of the people are drawn to things like he said, a sick mind. A it's like a sick body. If you're sick with the cold. You're gonna get somebody is gonna get your germs if their if if their immune system is low. So this thing just keeps attracting. It's like a magnet, and society knows exactly where to pull, where to go. And it's like you said, Rodney, when things are going on and all these these things are in the news, there's something there's something else that we should have our attention on and to. But just like I stated earlier, the more entertained people feel the need to be, and the more entertained they are the less they think. And we have some thoughtless, mindless people today. Our kids well, can hardly a- have a conversation with you. You talk about interview face-to-face. I mean, really, it just comes to a point I think they're just hiring because every, all of y'all sound, sound alike and look alike. So we got to hire somebody. <laughs> so totally agree with you, caller. Great point. Any Anything else yes. you'd like to share? Yes, ma'am. I'd just like to end. Um, there is no value in a sick mind consulting a, a sick mind about a sick mind. That is not entertainment. What we have incorporated in our society is an actively destructive evil that is taking, uh, 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 that is making victims of the people that lives in it by having no craftsmanship, as you so uh, accurately described, that what used uh, what used to uh, entertain us was something of quality. Um, some things there was a filtering mechanism that didn't allow other things to come on the TV um, by people that was empowered responsibly to say this shouldn't go. 
We don't want this type of language. We don't want this type of cues um, um, to be displayed where it, it influences the mind of our children. You know, um, you know, it's, it's really sad how we have fallen decadently uh, into a, a place of decadence uh, in our living that we uh, do not be responsible toward what we're feeding the world. And certainly, as you said, uh, what we're allowing our children uh, to be fed by the world. Uh, entertainment, again, also, like you said, it has to be some balance. It's not meant to, for everyday thing. You know, the Bible so rightly speaks, there's a, there's a time for everything. I mean, not all the time, but there's a time for everything. Listen, my name is Original. I hope, guys, um, y'all continue doing the great work you're doing. I really enjoy the show. Thank you. Y'all guys have a great night. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Wow. I was I was wanting to make sure I had, had his statement right, and I believe he said there's no value in a sick mind entertaining a sick mind. Is that what he said, Rodney? Did I? I, I, I believe so. <laughs> that yes, ma'am. Yes, I think we still have him. Uh, oh, you still there? Okay, is that what you said? Because I'm, I'm getting ready to post. I'm getting ready to, to entertain somebody with that one. I'm going to post that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. There's, There's no, no value, value in a sick mind entertaining a sick mind. Is that the correct way you said it? There's no value in a sick mind consulting a sick mind about a sick mind. Okay, consulting. Okay, wonderful. Yes, All right, thank. Great. you. So much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. Rodney, that was powerful. Uh, I I agree. I was trying to remember what he said too, but I I couldn't write it as fast as he said it. <laughs> I know that was powerful. I'm I'm as we are talking. Um, I am posting it so that we can get it out there, and people maybe will go ahead and tune in. But um, Rodney, I know you had a a point that you wanted to get across through scripture. So go ahead. You want to go ahead and fill us in with that? Absolutely. Um, so as I, as I was preparing for this show, uh, I, came, I came across a, a scripture that I thought uh, was pretty fitting, and it comes from Philippians, the fourth chapter, the eighth verse, and it says, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, Whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, excuse me, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And when I read that, it made me think about what's on our minds. And you can't, you cannot have good things to think about if you're, if if you don't feed yourself, if you don't feed feed your mind, good things. And we know that the that, that the that the light of the body is the eye, and so therefore, if something enters into your body, into your mind, it has to come through your vision. I forgot which scripture that scripture that was. But it it comes through your vision, and so in order for something to enter into your mind, you have to you have to see it or you have to hear it. So what is it that you are looking at? What is it that you are listening to 
that you are taking in and that is either hindering you or that is helping you. And I'll be glad, Sammy, when you are able to share, you know, your experience from getting away from all of this entertainment, all of these worldly things, because I know for me, when I've done it for just a day or maybe a few days, life is so much different when you're not feeding yourself physical things, worldly things, you're not feeding your mind, um, you know, all of this entertainment. Life is completely different when you get away from the from the things and the cares of the world. And I think that's something that we have to remember. You know, Rodney, for me, um, I almost didn't know how to come back. Like, I dreaded just the whole process. My phone still now, uh, from 3 till 7 or 8, I can't even remember, still goes to Do Not Disturb. Um, and there was such clarity. And, and again, my, my 30 days was not as, as, as much in solitude as I would have liked it to be. Um, but the next time I do it, I simply just like to go away. As much as I hate the woods and darkness, I could see myself at this point just camping in the middle of the woods for 30 days, and that is so not Tammy. But that's how much I feel the need to get away sometimes just from stuff. It's just so much. And, of course, um, my job requires that I'm on, on, on the computer, you know, all all day for the work hours. And then with the Butterfly Evolution Show and things like that, with promoting. And then you think about work. You think about um, the things you just have to do to survive life. And then to add all the other things in between that, the phone calls, the emails. And then if you add TV, um, texting, Instagram, you know, some people have all of those things and they, they operate all of these things. And so I I often wonder, how do we survive? How does the mind survive? And is it on overload? And I think, yes, I think that we are thoughtless people, as I, as I mentioned earlier. It's so much in us, to, it's so crowded until you, you, you are unable to truly think um, and process things in a manner and deal with them in a sense. So that le- that's one reason I feel people take pills to wake up pills to stay up, pills to go to sleep, and sometimes pill to, pill, another pill to stay asleep. And so there are people that actually function like that, yet they continue to feed their minds with this type of entertainment. And it's like uh, Mr. Original said, what attra- we have to really think about the things we are attracted to. I see the things on, on, on Facebook on TV, the, even think about the news, the, the news that we do get, there's a lot of positive news that I'm sure we could get. But would people even watch it? Would, they, would it be entertaining enough for them to watch it consistently enough to where that particular show stays on the air? Um, so those are the things that just, it bothers me because, again, and, and Rodney, I told you before we started, that I wanted to to stick with the kids a little bit because in some instances 
they have no choice because we're allowing them to be to be brought up in this way. And what is it doing, in my opinion, for them? It's making it's making our kids lazy, lazy, thoughtless, um, always wanting more, um, never satisfied. If I hear one more child say that they're bored and they got all this stuff, but see, really, they are, because the stuff after a while is just stuff. And now I'm ready for some new stuff because the TV has shown me some new stuff. My friend has the new stuff, although I just got this new stuff last month. I want some more new stuff. So, again, they're not communicating. They're not outside playing. They're not socializing. They cannot speak. They cannot um, properly express their feelings. And so what do we have because of that? Exactly what we've been getting. Our kids are killing kids now. Because they can't even communicate what's going on. They can't they can't see themselves outside of this entertainment because their head is so full of this entertainment. It has become their thought process, their mindset. And how do you compete with that? How do you compete in with in within yourself with the type of entertainment that we have today that our kids are able to see on a daily basis? Um Ronnie, uh, go ahead if you have something on like that. I'm going to pull up. I have some statistics that I'd like to share. Uh, but did you have anything? I want to get you in. If so. Uh, it looks like we have another caller. Um, so I'm going to ask this question, and, and, and our caller can feel free to to answer this question. But I'm going to I'm going to ask this question, and uh, and we'll pull in our caller. And I just want um, the people to think about this because I want to come back to this question after uh, after our caller and, and the statistics that you're about to read off. But my question is, what does entertainment say about you? People you follow, the people that you support, the things that you watch, the things that you support, what do those people and those things say about you. I want to come back to those after our caller. We're bringing in caller from area code nine zero one. Last four digits are three five two one. Caller, you're on the air. Yes. Hi, Rodney. Hi, uh, Tammy. Uh, Rodney, answer to trying to answer that. I think what it says about a lot of us, and even me at times, is that I, I, ch- I possibly choose is what Bo says to to not think. I mean about those situations that maybe that need need to be dealt with but I just simply don't want to. And some of those things I think in many instances involve family, involve relationships and entertainment just keeps me from having to deal with that. And it, it and these are things and I think that many times what happens is that those things are taking us away from family and the family institution suffers as a result of it because we don't want to take the time to deal with those aspects of, of our lives that need to be dealt with because we are constantly being entertained. We don't have to. We have another choice. But what I wanted to say, too, is, um, and then, again, there is Psalms 4610 says, Be still and know that I am God. And I just wanted to add another part of that. I know Tammy wanted to kind of deal with the kids a lot, too, but I think we have a... In being still with, with the entertainment, I, we we just don't. There's a part of our knowledge. We have the knowledge of God, but we don't have the intimacy of in our relationship with Him. And I think a lot of times it's because we're not still. And I know for me, it's sometimes the hardest thing to just be quiet 
because if if I do that, then my mind is going to all the things that I have to do and all the things that I need to take care of. And part of that are things that that's a part of uh, that that's where it needs media attention or the phone will ring or whatever. But I think that that part of it takes us away from being able to be meditative, to uh, being introspective, and really trying to get to the core of who we are. And part of that, for me, is is being still and knowing who God is and the intimacy that I want to share with him, not just the knowledge, but the intimacy. And I think that in itself would change uh, some other areas, too. And I think being constantly entertained, it keeps that away. It just it, it keeps me from having to, a lot of us from having to deal with that part of it, too. And I think that's an important part of it. And thank you. Thank you so much, Miss Erlene. Thank you so much. And, and so true. I mean, again, it's, it's so many angles and directions direction the entertainment plays in our life. And like we said, there are good. They're, 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 it's, we're not saying you cannot watch TV, you cannot um, do all this, that everything is bad if you do or you're bad if you do. It's just, again, what attracts us, how much we allow it to attract us, um, what is it keeping us from? How is it affecting your thought process, uh, How your outlook on life, and, and so forth? And so as we flip it a little bit to our babies, think about that again. In their nurturing stages or state, what what is being instilled in them at such a young age? And we know um, how you're brought up and what, what your, your um, surroundings are, your environment is, shapes who you will become. Yes, you can overcome, but you have now those things to overcome added to life happening. But after um after scheduling this show, um I am a fan of if you have you guys have never heard of Focus on the Family. It is a it's an organization that promotes things like they're really big on fathers, fatherhood. Uh, There is a wonderful, wonderful documentary that anyone can bring to their city um, just by con. You do have to pay to get it. It's very very inexpensive, in my my opinion, to do it. Um, I'm working to get it here, just looking for a place to house it. Um, And you can play it at your theater and, and do your advertising for it and so forth. But they have a wonderful documentary on on father fatherhood. Well, the other night I was able to catch one of their shows um, where they had John Chapman on, and he has written a book about children and the life languages of children. And he mentioned about he was talking about entertaining our kids, how, how we over entertain them, and he mentioned this statistic: by the age of seven, a child born today. Um, has spent one full year in front of a screen, and that was based on 24, a 24-hour period. So that's, that's, that's one year of their life wiped away, basically, or that will be focused on what they've watched. And, again, we know most kids have TVs in their rooms. Most kids have iPads where they can watch TV on there. I mean, you think about that. One one year, and again, that's twenty four a twenty four hour period. So if we think about it, it's really more than that because that that is crazy to me. That is crazy. So, Rodney, any thoughts on that? I have some more statistics um, that I'd like to give, but stop, just jump in any time now. 
Well, I think I think it does contribute to all of the issues that we're having, especially with our kids. I think it contributes to the fact that um, I, I know me as a teacher, being in the classroom every day, it is rough um, because um, kids no longer know how to think critically. They don't know how to problem solve. They they aren't creative. They aren't innovative. They come in and because because it's not a video game, because it's not a sport, they they just um, hey. try to appear as if they are handicapped. They want they want to be entertained, and if they're not being entertained, if they're not doing something that they consider fun, then they have no desire. Um, they have no desire to, you know, to to learn. And, and I think that that is, you know, I, I think that that's very unfortunate because we have uh, we have a lot of of kids that probably could be um, far, you know, much further academically and socially, but unfortunately, the 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 system is is designed and set up for them to to fail, and, and you know, it, it it is heartbreaking to see every day. Um, I do want to get some of these comments from the from the chat room in here because uh, <laughs> there are quite a few of them. Um, and Ben Rodney, you also have another caller, so I'm gonna I'll just wait until all of that's over. You can pull them in when you're ready as well because we haven't we have uh, another caller as well. I see. Yeah, I just saw that. All right, I'm gonna try to get through these because these are some really good okay. comments. Great. Uh, coming coming from a very fabulous individual. Um, but it says entertainment is often a distraction from reality. However, in today's society, it is a distraction from life. Oftentimes, people live vicariously through characters on television and mimic what they see, as you, um, as we stated earlier. Um, a lot of shows desensitize us regarding real issues, i.e., murder. Uh, they were watching a show on Lifetime recently and, and stopped looking at it because it felt like it was glorifying a killer who killed several people in in New York in, um, in the first five minutes. Um, I'm going to drop down, and it says um, they, that this uh, uh, this person said that they decided they would not support um, the heinous behavior by watching the show. What's sad is that these types of shows are becoming more common. There are lots of copycats out here and weak-minded people who feed on things um, just as this. And it says, furthermore, the negativity gets more attention to those who do the right, gets more attention than those who do the right thing. Um, and then it says, the devil is happy because we are a society that is possessed, ruled, and governed by entertainment. Um, and then uh, to close this out, it says, um, uh, this person agrees with the with the second caller um, that it does depend on the person because there are some uh, some great shows. Uh, Alana Van Zandt, Hitchin Chapel, but but it says unfortunately, as, as the second caller stated, there are more shows that assassinate character rather than build it, and um, I, I just think that those those are some 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 very great points. Uh, 
I'm actually learning a lot here tonight, Tim. So I'm appreciative for that. Wonderful. Great, great comments in the chat room. Uh, keep them going. Keep them going. Well, we'll pull in our caller. Um, and for those of you want to make sure that we don't miss anybody, we're pulling in um, 202 area code with the last four digits of 0532. Caller, you're on the air, and thank you for calling in. Hello, hello, hello. This is Reverend Anthony Martin calling in. Hello, Ms. Tammy Gator and my brother hello. Rodney George. How's hello, it how are you? All is well, all is well. I had to get on in here because I, I had my show earlier and I was determined to uh, hear you all on tonight. But I'm going to say this, uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a slogan or principle that I use when I'm dealing with my uh, fatherhood initiative programs, and it goes, every father should remember that one day his son will follow his example instead of his advice. And so I say that to say that when we're dealing with our today's children, our today's children are in operating of the tenth power, as I would say. In our day, we was on third power. And so children are more advanced in their knowledge, more advanced in their understanding and wisdom of what they see. And so we have to play uh, chess instead of checkers with our children. It's a, like, it's a psychological warfare that goes on in terms of keeping your child uh, away from the things that will damage their way of thinking. And many of the fathers who are, uh, uh, there are some good fathers out there that are out here. They're in the home, and they're handling the things in which they are to do. But there is also a great economic battle that the family is going through, and that economic battle sometimes takes the attention away from the children. And so there are fathers who are just left at home, and they're leaving left the home to leave the mothers there to handle the home life uh, by herself. And it's a lot for a mother to raise a man child and a woman child at a, you know in the manner. So with that being said, we have to be cognizant of where we are in today's time. We have to be awake and aware of what we are dealing with, different lifestyles, different mindsets, different levels of knowledge and understanding, and we got to be on the war path to protect the mind of your children. You got to be on the war path because other than that you will lose them to the world, and once you lose them, it's like uh, throwing a, a bag of feathers in the air in the wind. Once that feather is gone, you ain't getting it back. So I wanted to make that comment on tonight and to also say good to hear from you, too, and a beautiful show, and uh, I'll be on as long as you're having Thank you, thank you. I have a question for you. Um, when, when Do you agree that, our children also, um, I've, I've learned that our kids just like some good old, if we would get them out, they just like some good old-fashioned playing as well. It's amazing to me. Um, I had some young people that I took to a park. It was a water park, and this water park had a sandbox, and they stayed in the sandbox the entire time. I tried to get them to go over to the the big slide where they can slide down and slide into it. No, I just want to play in the sand. And that was amazing to me. They just, it, it's like the most, the simplest things um, mm -hmm. 
at that at that young age if we could because to me the the time that we're spending and the conversations that you're having with them go so much farther um in the long run. So would you agree? I know you mentioned the chess and I know you didn't mean it in that terms, but and I know the kids are on a higher level cuz they certainly are far beyond their years technology you know technology wise and and thought process wise as well, but still in some areas they are they feel so alone. I feel like our kids in spite of all that stuff at the end of the day they really want some time with mommy and dad and and brother and well, sister. Well, well, when I say chess, when I say chess and checkers, I mean in the manner of the, thinking, the psychological uh, thought pattern that right. one would use. Like in, in the game of checkers, you take your opponent. You just jump in and take it. In the game of chess, you have to think through the, the, the game. You have to think through moving towards your opponent. And so, therefore, when, we, when our kids are leaving out from our present and they go into the world in the streets, they're gone maybe four or five hours away from you, maybe even longer. And the time that they're spending out there apart from you, they're picking up on different things, different lifestyles, different mindsets. And so they have to come back home to you, and once coming back home to you, you have to then, you know, prune your children and get all that muck and mire that they've learned out there in the world and get them back to where you had them on a learning standpoint, on a learning uh, standard, and so on and so on. And then... And to your point of the, uh, you know, going forth to the play area and so forth and so on, that's kids just wanting to be kids. Mm-hmm. And, because, and and we are in a society today where uh, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom is so advanced, it's advancing them to adulthood as a child. And they're not ready for that. And so they just wanted to, they wanted the life of just being a child and mm-hmm. as we had it when we were coming up. And so, therefore, it's like you have to then take them to that point and give them a taste of being a child as opposed to spending many hours out there in advanced knowledge in the manner of pushing them to adulthood because your average 12-year-old is walking around like they're 22. Right, right. I have a question as well, um, and and, um, this question is for both of you and and any – um, any of our listeners uh, who would like to chime in, and I don't know, Tammy, maybe we should try Mr. Bo again in a few minutes just to see if there's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I see he's still on, that, so we could always pull yeah. it back in. <laughs> yeah, so so maybe after, after the two of you uh, uh, respond to this question, um, we could check with him. Uh, but my question is, um, I heard Reverend Martin say that um, – uh, something about um, fathers um, being told that you know their 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 sons would take their advice um, more. So I can't remember how you put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is, what advice? What, what what advice is being given to our children today from TV, radio? and other electronic devices, what advice are they getting, not directly but indirectly, from their parents? What advice is being given to our children today, and how is that shaping our nation for the future? Well, one, uh, much of the advice in which I have heard and uh, uh, addressed is – 
no advice almost to some point. And then when the, there's advice giving, it's basically uh, when you go outside, just be careful and I see you when you get back. There's no kind of direction in which, you know, myself and you all have received when we were young. We were told uh, strictly uh, you were not to do this, you were not to do that, and you ought to get back here at this hour, and I mean that. And many children of the day are just walking out the door while uh, perhaps a, a mother is on the phone or a father is somewhere else in another home, and they'll just walk out the door and make their own decisions as to where they go and what they do. And so the way that it is shaping uh, our children today is, again, this type of uh, mindset, this type of mannerism, this type of function is putting our children in an adult manner to make the decision as to what they want to do, when they want to do it, and how they want to do it, and they don't see the dangers, and once they step out the door, they can step out into an environment that uh, the world is more so uh, in a police fashion. Uh, a police officer can look at you as an endangerment and, and, and look at you as a threat, and you are not looking back at the police officer to, to say, okay, I'm not doing anything, I'm good, but no. The average police officer could look at you and take your high testosterone as you're walking, as you're talking, as you're playing in your own way and take that as a threat. And you don't see anything wrong with it, and you wind up hurt or in some sort of danger. So, you know, what has to happen is is that men, fathers, have to, it has to be a demand for fathers to come back on the scene and play a role to advise their children. And let me say this. Any father who has not been in their son's or child's life from age 1 to 12, you cannot come back into their life at 12 and play disciplinarian. You can only be advisor at that point. But if you were there from the beginning to the end, then you play disciplinarian. And so when you do come back, in that time and you try to be advice, your advice has to be proper. Your advice has to be effective. And you can't come back with a street advice. It has to be proper. You have to be up to par. You have to be knowledgeable of your children and know how to handle your children. And that's the mannerism in which we're failing in. Fathers ain't there. They got to get back. You got to get back. You know, I got I, we got Bo back on, but you know, I got to I get, got to give some kudos for that. And then I hope men out there are listening. I hope if you are a man and you are on the scene, don't fool with anybody who is not and and won't get on the scene. If they can't, it's one thing. There's this guy here that's running for mayor, and he says if a brother calls him saying let's go shoot ball and he knows that he doesn't spend time with his kid he said now let me get my son and you get yours and we'll we'll we will go together we'll go you know shoot ball with our sons together so it is it is it is crucial that fathers get back on the scene so crucial i can remember when men could look at a child and they straighten up you didn't men didn't have to say a word they just walk in the house. They pull up, and the kids start running. Daddy's come. Daddy's home, or uncle, so and so is here. Just the presence and, and, of that man. Not much has changed, Sam. And I got another question uh, after we get uh, Mr. Bo back in here. He's back on, um, Rodney. I'm gonna step away for just a minute. Can you just take it over? You know, I told you I got a little one here, <laughs> so I'm gonna step away for just a minute, and I'll let you know when I'm back on. Not a problem, Mr. Bo. Hey, you're back on with us. Hey, Rodney, I'm here. Glad to be here. 
Yes, sir. Very time in, man. We we didn't know if you if you were just listening or you had some some more thoughts uh, because uh, it still has you in queue. So we wanted to pull you back in here. Oh yeah, I'm listening to the show. You know what I mean? I'm I'm, I'm here. You know, uh, I'm about where the brother was uh, earlier tonight. You know, I took off from from the uh, football game tonight. You know, really to tune in to uh, uh, you and Tammy to uh, to educate myself a little further on on the things that she's doing on this great radio blog here. Okay, um, okay. <clears throat> just to piggyback off of what Reb was saying, uh, he had he made a lot of good points, and I agree with him uh, on all of them. Um, I think that uh, that uh, the entertainment thing, going back to the entertainment thing again, that uh, when we were coming up as kids, we entertained ourselves. And mm-hmm. we didn't watch TV like that because Mama and Man had money like that to, to – to, to put on a light bill for us to watch TV like that. So, therefore, mm-hmm. uh, you don't see kids outside like you used to see kids outside when I was a kid. Uh, we entertained ourselves. We we made go-cars out of wood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We we, we played. You're going to be like too far, man. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we played cans. You know what I mean? Hide and go seek, kickball, stickball. That's, right. uh, That's right. We threw rocks. You know, we we made slingshots and uh, out of clothes hangers and went hunting. We were craftsmen back then. We entertained That's ourselves, right. you know. Mm-hmm. And now, today's society, kids sit in front of the TV. If it ain't PlayStation, you know what I'm saying? If it ain't uh, 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 um, Xbox 360 or, or something like that, then then they're on the social medias. You know, mm-hmm. I have... I have a six-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 23-year-old. My six-year-old and my nine-year-old, they won't be getting no telephone, no cell phone, until they 16, 17, and they can get their own. Because I don't Talk see the need for a child. Talk about that thing, I don't see the need for a child that young to have no phone. You know where you drop them off at. You know where they're supposed to be. So what do they need a phone for? If anything happens, an adult can call you and let you know what's going on with what. Child, I feel that a child shouldn't have no phone because they get a lot of the foolishness from the social media. You know what I mean? That's right. And, and, that's, right. And, that, that's some old school that's some old school parenting that people just don't understand. Of course, of course. You know, and then you know, I, I look at it like this, you know, if you don't train a child in the way he should go, then when he get older he gonna fall into trouble. When he falls into that's that right. trouble then the people are looking at you and wanna punish you for the trouble, but then when you punish them, they wanna put you in that same trouble. How can you win for losing when there's a catch twenty two situation going on there? You know, excuse my friend. It's like right. It's like you're damned if you do, and then you're damned if you don't. If you whoop your right. child to keep him in order and keep him in line, that same. I'm still here. My mama used to give me killings. I'm still here. My mama used to beat me till she get t- got tired, sweating, breathing, take a break, come back and whoop me some more. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. still here. But what it taught me, it taught me respect. You understand me? It taught me uh, to respect my, 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 my neighbors and what they have. You know what I'm saying? It taught me not to go in their house looking for their flat screen TV. You know what I'm saying? It taught me not to to, to go over there and, and do this and do that. You know what I'm saying? And when she come back, it was Miss Ma'am or Miss That or Mr. This or Mr. That. It wasn't no yeah, no huh. It was yes, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am. Because of those beatings. They taught me that. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you don't have no direction, then you're going to be wandering around lost. 
you're going to look for direction in, in, in the street. And when you get that direction out there, it's always going to be wrong. Man, that's some good stuff. I got a question for uh, for you, uh, Reverend Martin, and for Tammy. Uh, and my question is, why do parents, and this goes along with what you just finished saying, so I I, I, I love the old school ways, um, even as a 31-year-old man, uh, I teach school. I don't have any kids of my own, but but I have 75 kids that, I, that I'm responsible for every day, and they don't quite understand my methods because they're so old school that even the teachers that are older than me, they didn't forget these ways. <laughs> but I always get excited when I hear people preaching old school stuff, man, because those are the things that kept us in line. Those are the things that kept us safe. Those are the things that, that kept us out of harm's way. And sadly, I think it was lost um, with my generation. Um, and it just keeps getting worse and worse, um, you know, a, a, as children are being born. But here's my question. Um, and, and Tammy's back with us. I want Tammy to answer this first. Why do parents allow negative Influences into their children's lives. Go ahead, Terry. Why do say that again? Why do parents allow? Why do parents allow negative influences into their children's lives? They know that it's oh. wrong. They know that it's harmful, but yet they still allow their children to watch certain things on TV. They still allow their children to download certain songs. Why is that? I think it goes back to what you said. Um, one of the things early on, at any cost, number one, because so that I can do what I want to do. See, a lot of people and parents, you have just because you have you get pregnant and you have a child does not mean you are parenting. And I'll tell you, in my opinion, I would think, and I'm gonna be generous a little bit. Fifty percent of the people who have who are parents are not who have children are not parents or have not quite learned or may or were willing to take the make the sacrifice to parent because not knowing how is not an excuse. We have many mothers who were who did not know how. So number 1 it goes back to the other caller uh, Mr. Original who said a sick mind cannot what not even a parent you're, unless you are willing to say, not, not whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it so that this doesn't pass along to you. And and I'll, I'll never forget Ben Carson's book when he said his mom was a third, she had a third grade, not degree, but she's third grade. That's ele- elementary. That's all she was able to, that's as far as she went. But when she realized she loved her kids enough to go Seek some help, and the the people that she was working for, cleaning houses. When she walked in there, she saw all these books, and she said, "Have you? Did you read all these?" And he said, "Yes." And so she started seeking out help from him, and she went home in this in this particular movie and the book. And she walks in her house, and she turns the TV off and said, "No more of this. You will read a book." They would ask her to read, and she would say, Mama has to get new glasses because she could not read, but she did not want her kids to know that. And you have to make sacrifices. But 
parents are not willing to do that because they are still trying to find themselves so much so, and that is more important. So anything I can do to get you out of my way so I can go out with Jody and stay out and fulfill my sick mind and my sick need, then so be it. Watch what you want. Do what you want. Not like street street lights used to come on and catch us out, and we we almost get we had to go to the police station and say somebody did something to us rather than get go home and have to deal with. It. We got caught, and the street light came on. See, there's no fear in these kids because there's no time. There's nobody raising their children, let alone the neighbors raising your children, because the neighbors used to see you. And you know you don't even want to go home then if they saw you doing something because now you might get two whoopings. So, so in other words, the parents are the, because the parents are so uh, so so busy being entertained themselves, right? That they don't care what the kids are doing. I'm, okay, great, great, right. great. Right. Oh. Uh, the kids are. One more thing, Rodney. The ki- even the kids, they'll tell you now we love Facebook because y'all came. They, they said all the all the grown people on Facebook now we on Instagram, but the grown people are going over there. And see, they figure how y'all got time to do this? Y'all supposed to be raising us. You're not watching us because if you see some of the things that these children post on Facebook, that's insane. <laughs> and they know their parents are on Facebook or Instagram. They don't care because they know their parents are doing their own thing. So, okay, mm-hmm. I'll shut up. Yeah. That 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 is very true. Uh, Reverend Ma, we're coming to you next, but before we get to you, I just want to read this real quick from the chat line. Um, it says, it depends on the communities about children outside. I'm from a small town where a lot of people are kin. You see a lot of kids outside playing, but in areas where people really don't know each other, they shelter their kids. That 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 is a good point. Um. I remember real quick. I remember a uh, last year when I was teaching in in New York City, which is definitely different than than being in the South. Um, and I got a few letters from parents that said, um, you know, my child will not be coming to school today because it's Halloween. And people in New York City, or at least in in, in that particular area. Um, you know, because of things that had happened in the past that were bad, uh, parents kind of sheltered their kids. Like, no, people need to get crazy in Harlem on Halloween, so my child will not be uh, walking to school or on the bus or on the train. Um, so that, that 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 is an interesting point. That made me think of uh, that experience last year. Uh, Reverend Mark, what do you think? Well, Another thing, and to add to uh, uh, Tammy and what she was saying, another thing that we don't realize is that most of our kids are homeless. And when the school year started here in D.C. uh, last year, uh, they found 35 to close to 40% of the children homeless. And a lot of times when I was doing my fatherhood initiative program, dealing with the adults and the youth, I would have to go and walk uh, what we have a, a, a large, we have a main road called Georgia Avenue. And during that time, uh, there was like a lot of abandoned buildings and so forth and so on before they really did a lot of developing. 
and I would find a, a lot of children, a lot of kids and teenagers up in these buildings, sleeping in these buildings because they had nowhere to go. They go to Big Mama's house. Big Mama's house was filled up with the uncles and the nieces and nephews, and there was no room over there. So they leave there and go over to the father. The father got his girlfriend and kids over there. Then they he'll leave there and go to the mother, and him and the mother can't get along. Or the, 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 the female child, she's pregnant, got here on the way, or she's too wild for the mother to handle. So in a minute, in, in most in most of these things that we're dealing with. It goes back to the advancement of the knowledge, understanding, and wisdom that these kids are getting online, that these kids are getting in society, and they're pushed to adulthood. They're forced to adulthood to a level that they're not ready for. And a lot of them are coming to school now. They're coming to high school dressed as if though you, the grown, the, the mother, is going to work. I watched a lot of kids going to work, a lot of going to high school with the high heel shoes on. They got the lipstick laid all over the place. They got the pocketbook on in there, and it's not school to them. It's like they're going and implementing or, Im- or imitating the mother as they will go down to the job, and they were going to the school with a bag, a purse, and not a book bag. And so these things we are dealing with, these things calls on that father, that father to come on the scene and lay and set the stage again. He ain't setting that stage. He's not setting that stage with the, with the, the mother. And so if you ain't setting stage with the mother, then you leave the children out to spend with themselves. <laughs> Did we lose him? No, 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 no. We didn't lose oh, him. He's still here. I'm here. Okay, okay. I'm still okay. here. Listen, wow. Mr. Bo, jump back in here real quick. We might have lost him. Um, I'm not here. I'm not here. Okay, okay. Anything on any of that, Bo? Uh, yeah, I heard everything that so he much. said. Um. He said a lot. <laughs> he said a lot. And, yeah. and, and and like I said, I agree with everything that he said. Um but like I was saying, Tammy, I'm I I just don't know I don't know what we're gonna do right now. I mean we I'm I'm really trying to, to figure it out, you know what I'm saying, with my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Um because uh the society doesn't really want you to 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 take control of them the way they should be taking control of. Um, I know for myself, man, I, I just, I talk to Tasha all the time, you know, and I, I tell her, I said, uh, tell her, I say, uh, you know, going out to the schools and everything to, to PTA meetings and stuff and, you know, keeping up with what they're doing, you know, it plays a major part in a, in a child's life, you know, um, we just gotta, we just gotta get back to the, to the old school, you know. Mm. I know, I know. When I was like you were saying, when I was growing up, everybody whooped me. The, the, the mailman, the, the milkman, <laughs> Mister Jim, wherever I cut up at, that's where I got it at. And then they told my parents, and I got it again, you know. And that was all cool. And it, it taught me not to do certain things. Mm. And, and I grew up with a level of respect, you know. what I'm saying in, in, in that area. But now, you know what I'm saying, uh, you see somebody child doing something, you 
you better not put your hands on you in trouble. You know, <laughs> we we gotten away from that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you can't correct somebody's child and take them to them and say, "Well, my child was doing this and and this, that, and the other." Your child was doing this, that, and the other, and they understand that you spanked them. They ain't gonna go for that. You know, it's a much different society. You know, um, mm-hmm. and that's all I gotta really say on that. This is, this is Rodney, and, and I'm going to jump back in here real quick, and I'll add this to, to my own question. Um, I think that the, I think the reason why parents allow negative influences into their children's lives is because parents are trying to be their kids' friends now, um, mm-hmm. more so than they're trying to be their their their, their parent, their, their mother or their father. Um. Parents are, are, are trying to be liked by their kids. They care about what the kids think about them, and, and not to say that that's a bad thing, but when you're when you're giving your child what they want or when you're allowing them to do whatever they want to do just because you want to be known as that cool parent or you want to be known as that parent that, that is, I guess, down or fitting in, that's where the problem comes in, and I see it all the time where, where parents are just trying to be their kids' friends instead of their parents. And I remember even when I was married, uh, you know, and I, and I was married from the time I was 22 until I was 25, and I remember talking to uh, my daughter at the time, and, and, and it was, um, you know, we were having this conversation about why we were not friends, and I said, well, um, because she asked me, she said, you know, Daddy, why, why do you always say that we're not friends? And I said, well, if um, I, I said, can you chastise your friends? And she said, no. I said, can you discipline your friends? She said, no. I said, do you have the same respect for your friends that you do me? Do you talk to, talk to us the same? Do you treat us the same? And she said, no. I said, that's my point. There has to be a difference between friends and mother and children, father and children. And I even explained to her at the time, she was like 9 or 10, and I explained to her, you would rather me be your father than for me to be your friend. Because as your father, I'm going to do more for you. I'm going to hold you accountable I'm going to teach you more than I would as your friend. You're going to learn from me more than you would from your friend. And I'm going to protect you as a father would as opposed to the way a friend would. And so she began to understand that more clearly. But I think that the reason why parents allow these negative influences into their children's lives is because they they, they just want to be their friends. And I think I think that comes from um, parents uh, sometimes being insecure, where the parents are not happy with themselves, and so they 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 latch on to anybody that they can, looking for a friendship, even if it's their own kids. But you cannot be your child's friend. You have to be their parent. There has to be a line drawn where, hey, here's how I am with my friends. I'm not going to be the same way with you. 
And when you do that, you know, you will say, hey, no, you can't watch that. Did you do your homework? A book will entertain your child rather than Real Housewives of L.A. or whatever they have out there now, loving hip-hop and all this other stuff. So I think that parents allow negative influences in their child's life also when they are trying to be their child's friend. Can I jump in for one minute? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, I just uh, I totally agree with what he was saying just then. Um, I wanted to say this. Um, I heard I heard one of the one of the kids uh, in class that I attend to on a, a daily basis, and he said to me, he said, uh, let me let me get it right. How he said it? He said, negativity is accepted while positivity positivity is tolerated. And I said, what? He said negativity is accepted while positivity is tolerated. I said, can you expound on that? He said, yeah, everything that I do negative, I can always find somebody without really looking to do negativity with me. He said, well, anything positive, it ain't cool. He said, and that's the hardest thing to find somebody to help you do. He said, I can go out here right now and I can say, who want to go to the library with me? He said, I ain't going to get now witness. He said, but if I go out here and say, who want to go over here and to the mall with me, you know what I'm saying, and, and this, that, and the other, blah, 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 squad, he said, I bet you I can get two or three of the dudes to come with me. He said, so negativity is accepted while positivity is tolerated. And it takes me back to where Paul said that every time I went to do good, evil was always present. Mm. Yep. You know? That's where it took me. When he said that to me, I said, that's why it was so hard for Paul. Because when we're born, we're born in a sinful world. So we know that we're already born in sin. And if you ain't got no God in your life, if you ain't got no God in these families, then the things that you raise aren't going to be positive. They're going to be negative. You're already on the losing end of the stick because you was already brought up in negativity. So you got a double, you got a double dose of negativity coming at you already. So you're already on the losing end of the stick, but it's 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 the God and, and His will and His power and His His might is what kind of you know balances it out for you or gives you that upper hand to where you can be a productive uh, a parent. But if you ain't got none of that, you're swimming against the ocean's currents. So so you know, Bo, negativity wanna... is accepted, Pos- positivity is tolerated. Is tolerated. How, how old how, was this young man? Sixteen. Wow. He was sixteen, and I said, "Well, how how did you?" I said, "Expound on that. How did you get that?" He said, "Cause I can go out here right now, and I can say to any one of them guys out there, hey man, y'all want to come to the library with me?'" He said, "Ain't nobody gonna come." He said, "But if I say y'all want to go to the mall and take something," he said, "I can get three or four or five of them to come with you right now." So he says, "It doesn't matter how positive." You be, it's only tolerated. The negativity is what's accepted. And that's how come the entertainment business is like it is. It's because negativity has become accepted by those who don't know Christ. Wow. 
I just posted I, I just posted that, Tammy. Yeah, I was cop I was copying on it. That 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 is deep but you guys so true and you know, Rodney, what it made me think about, um, is the twenty one women, twenty one days. You and I talked briefly as we were waiting on the show and you asked me were were we able to get twenty one women and I said, Of course not. women don't want to, to do stuff like that. They probably thought I was gonna be going downtown to the basketball game where some men was or something like that. So once they found out this is about personal transformation, this is about giving up something in order to get closer to the will of God and doing it collectively. And so just something as simple as that, just something, um, uh, just look at Facebook, the things that draw attention and the shares that these negative things get. Taking it back, Bo put something else on my on my mind where we have a I've heard this a number of times from our young people. It seems that you have to do something bad to get some attention or some acknowledgement. Don't we do it? We 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 almost passed those kids who are who are making or attempting to make those right decisions. Sometimes they get passed up so much until they are starting to say that they feel like they got to do something bad to get to get into to this program or get some acknowledgement here or to get some help, just to get somebody to say, hey, you know. So we have to watch ourselves in every, in every area. But, again, if we are feeding our minds with that, and I back at you, Bo, about God, the more God you get in your life, the more you turn that TV off and open up that Bible, the more you allow God in your life, the less those shows are going to be they're going to be less attractive to you because you started out, Rodney, with think on those things that appear good. You're going to – the Holy Spirit don't want to sit down and watch um, – give me one, basketball, L.A., whatever, L.A. Wives or something like that, which – give me one. The Holy Spirit don't want to sit and watch that. <laughs> I mean, really. Because I can't stand that mess. <laughs> right. So the, if the if the Holy Spirit dwells in you, and if He has, and if He is able, if you are able to sit down and watch it, then you better get you better. And, and the Holy Spirit dwells in you, then you better be ready to to give a word afterwards, because He got something for you. You got a job to do that's gonna bring glory to Him. <laughs> but every Monday. He ain't showing up to watch whatever, love and basketball, he'll pop or whatever. The whole street ain't sitting down to watch that every week. We got work to do, he says. You know what? I I, I always say, and I'm sure people get mad mad with me, but I would say God God talks a whole lot because everybody got a word from the Lord. God God talks a whole (laughs) lot. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna share this really quickly and then I'm gonna uh, read. Uh, we have some more comments coming from the chat room, uh, but just just to go along with um, what Bo was just saying, uh, just a personal story I, <laughs> about what, what what's negative being accepted. Um, when I was when I was very young, very young. Um, I remember being so in love with with school. I remember like just being I don't know, I was just fascinated when it came to learning. I took pride in doing my homework. I took pride in and being a good reader, being a good speller. Like I don't know, school was my life and this is like kindergarten, first grade, et cetera. 
And mind you, I lived in a in a two bedroom, one bathroom duplex with fifteen other people. But I found somewhere in that in that home to do my homework because I just had a passion when it came to education. But by the time I finished third grade, I got sick of it. And I got sick of it because no one cared, or at least I felt like no one cared. But when I got in trouble, when I did the wrong thing, I got so much attention. And as a kid, you just want attention. You don't care what kind of attention it is. And so while I loved school, while I loved learning, it was like, you know what? At that time, and granted, I didn't have this type of wisdom when I was, you know, seven, eight years old, but as I got older, I understood what had happened. And I lost it because more more attention was given to the negative than it was the positive. So I said, forget this, forget this honor roll stuff, you know, forget these ceremonies, these certificates, forget all that. If the only way people will recognize that I'm that I'm here is by me cutting up in school, guess what? Mama got to come to school, or guess what? Teacher got to call the house because what was negative, what was so much more powerful, at least in this context, than it was the positive. And the positive things were just tolerated. It was, oh, good job. You know, no one made a big deal out of the fact that here's the only kid in the house out of ten kids. Here's the only one that is just excelling in school. No one cared about that. No one made a big deal out of that. But let me walk through the door with an F, and it was, you know, it was as if Jesus was coming back. And it was like, oh, well, this is the life that I want. I just want the attention. And I didn't understand it until I got older. And, you know, it's sad that as a child I felt that way, but guess what? I see it all the time now. But I'm glad that I had that experience because as a teacher I try not to be that way. I try to put an emphasis on both, whereas, you know, I don't really give a whole lot of attention to the negative, but what I do is I try to redirect. Wow. So that validates what the kids are even saying to this day mm-hmm. that, that they feel like, you know, they have to do something. Um, you know, a, a teenage pregnant girl can has access to a number of things. So society seems to be set up um, to say you are going to fail, but when you do, we got all these resources for you. Keep failing. We got a little bit more for you, and we're going to get you to a point, and we're gonna, we, we're gonna, we own you now basically. You know, it's like the young mm-hmm. lady who gave me her name and the first next thing after that, and I don't have any babies at the at the comp, youth conference. You know, that just speaks volumes. So it really is about what we are discussing, I mean, what we are allowing our youth to, to look at. And we have another call. I'm going to pull in one second. I want to, I want to really uh, talk about dopamine. Um, this is, of course, let me just tell you exactly what it is, word for word, because this is not my 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 field here. Um, but it's this is 
something that's released that helps control the brain's reward and pleasure centers. And it says dopamine also helps regulate movement and emotional response, and it enables us not only to see rewards but to take action to move toward them. Dopamine deficiency results in Parkinson's disease, and people with low dopamine activity may be more prone to addictions. The presence of a certain kind of dopamine receptor is also associated with sensitive-seeking people, more commonly known commonly known as risk takers. Now that's and 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 it has been studied or or statistics show that when these kids are being entertained so much that 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 increases this this dopamine increases in their body. So I want to flip the script a little bit and tell you uh, what too much of this does to um, anyone who has too much of it. Um, it causes anxiety. Uh, two chemical reactions are required for the pr- product of serotonin, and that's one of them. It says first, and I don't want to get into all of that, but basically uh, it tells you how um, it, even with food, food adds to this. So you think about how we are feeding our bodies incorrectly, entertained 24-7, and it tells us too much of it causes anxiety, depression, and all these things. So, again, think about what our children are doing. That's, the entertainment is raising them. It is increasing these levels um, in, our, in their bodies and our bodies as well. And as one of the callers said, they're not able to handle this adult life because they still have minds of a child, the mind of a child. So it gets deeper than just saying too much entertainment or it's bad and don't do this. What about what it releases into our children? And, again, it tells us the more it can cause stress, depression, anxiety, all these things. So it is it is absolutely more than that. So and we have another caller. Um, I'm going to pull him in. And, Rodney, I'm going to let you take this one. My little person is getting ready to leave, but I'm going to pull this caller in and let you take it, okay? Okay, that sounds good. Okay. We're pulling in 901, area code, the last four digits, 7098. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hi. Hi. Hi, my name is Leslie. Sorry, I didn't, um, I've been in class, so I'm, I've only been listening for about 10 minutes. Um, I, I saw on the, um, I saw on Facebook that, um, the, the the topic of tonight was like um, how does entertainment affect us? And then when I tuned in, I noticed that you know everybody was talking about um, negativity and you know versus you know positive things. And I just want to say like first um, after Tammy just read uh, the dopamine thing and how she said, what I think she said too much of it you know causes stress and anxiety, and so that's what entertainment is releasing into people. Um, it kind of made me think about, well, I'm 24, and um, a lot of uh, people, well, most of the people that I follow on Facebook are, you know, my age, and we're just now, you know, getting out of college or about to get out of college. Uh, some people have, you know, started families or gotten married or, um, you know, are getting into their career. And I think, I don't really know when it happened or how it happened, but I think um, 
in a way, entertainment, especially social media, has kind of ruined. And I'm sorry if I'm like repeating, you know, what you guys said before, because I, you know, I wasn't. Listening, but... Okay. Um, social media has, um, like basically ruined our like social interaction skills, and like you know, face to face, um, you know, just talking to people. And it seems like mostly, or at least you know, from my friends with. It seems like a lot of people use Facebook for, like, bragging rights, uh, like, prayer requests, and just kind of, like, showing off, you know, which is fine. I mean, it's, it's I like to, you know, revel in good news with other people. You know, I'm happy when other people have good things to share. But I was um, – it just kind of reminded me of how when I first graduated two years ago from college, I used to uh, get on Facebook and see people, you know – you know, jumping head side into their careers and finding, um, you know, jobs in their field. And, you know, I'm still, like, struggling to find a job in my field. So I would get on Facebook a lot, and I would just feel, like, really behind, you know. <laughs> and I would feel like, man, I haven't found my job yet. You know, these people are doing this. They're moving out on their own. You know, I still live with my mom. And, you know, if when you constantly, when the only thing you see on Facebook besides like bike videos and crazy stuff is people posting, you know, about their success, and then you're sitting here and you're like, well, you feel like you're in their age group, but you're not progressing with them. I can understand what you're reading about, um, you know, it causing anxiety and depression or whatever. But I feel like if you're not aware, you know, that everybody's path is different and that you shouldn't compare yourself to others, then it will bother you. And since social media has made us such like a a show-me generation or hey-look-at-me generation, then the only thing, you know, young, especially young people can do is see other people posting their pictures on Instagram or their, you know, status updates about what they have and feel, you know, inferior in some kind of way. And then also I think it, it messes us up because we – we don't know how to live because we feel like we have to show off every time something happens. Like I was talking to my mom yesterday. I'm sorry, I'm almost done. <laughs> I was talking to my mom yesterday about um, my my cousin who had just had twins, and she asked me if the pictures were on Facebook, and I was like, well, no, I don't think so. And she was like, well, yeah, he's probably, you know, really busy with twin newborns. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I get happy when I see people post pictures of their new babies and everything. But I said, you know, when I have kids, I feel like I'm not going to, I mean, people can take pictures, but I think I'm only going to have, like, maybe certain people in there because I don't want to put, like, my whole life on Facebook. You know, like, I didn't, I was just saying, you know, I don't want, I want my baby to have, like, the gunk wiped off of it before it gets online. Or, you know, I just feel like if you're in the room, you know, just, live the moment and, you know, just see what happens. You don't have to, like, document everything and show it off. Like, I feel like, you know, childbirth is a precious moment. You don't have to, you know, and I don't knock anybody who does, but anyway, long story short, I, I just want to say that I think social media plays a big part in um, how we are, like, failing to, like, socially interact and just live and be a person rather than having to show off what we do. Because you have you have you have really blessed me by calling in, and I I, I have so many things I want to say in, in, in regard to what, uh, what you just said. But what I want to do before before I make any comments 
I, I want to turn it over uh, because we're we're less than 20 minutes before the end of the show. Um, okay. So what I want to do is uh, don't go anywhere. I want uh, Mr. Bo first, and then I want Reverend Martin to to just respond to what you just said. Uh, Mr. Bo, go ahead. Yeah, I'm here. I understand. Uh, first of all, hey, how you doing, young lady? I'm fine. Oh, that's good. Um, you have a very wise mind for someone 24 years old. Uh, seems like that you you had a, a real good upbringing and an out, outstanding study in your college field. Um, because you're very outspoken and I, and I like that. Um, what I wanted to say was, uh, social media does play a big part of, of of a lot of what we have going on in this world today, and um. On Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those different accounts, you know, a lot of people that get on there and tell their life story, um, most of those people make themselves, you know, everybody everybody wants to be a movie star, you know what I mean, in their mm-hmm. own right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, especially if you weren't a popular person coming up, then here's your chance to be popular. I'm going to get on these sites and I'm going to make myself be everything that I never was in the first place. But I'm going to make mm-hmm. myself that by saying, this is who I am. This is what I do. I'm going to include you into my life. Even if there's some lies, this is what it is. <laughs> and and it's, it's an impression to impress the people that are watching because most of the people who's posting it, have low self-esteem and, and aren't those people. And they really aren't doing the things that they say they're doing, but they want to draw a picture for you. So yeah. a lot of stuff that you see, uh, what they call Facebook uh, millionaires, or they, they call them Facebook millionaires, or Facebook status kings, or Facebook status queens. But in national rea- reality, in reality, you know, a lot of that stuff that you say you are and is going on in your life, is it? You know, that's just for people to see. You know, you paint a picture. That's what that's what a, 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 that's what a, a a painter does. They paint a picture, and then when they're finished, uh, you have a picture. Um, what you see in the picture is really what you think it is. So what they do a lot of times is they'll paint a picture so that you mm-hmm. you know you can see it. Like you said, I remember back in the day when Facebook was used mainly for uh, jobs and. And such, and if you wanted to, um, you know, network with other people mm-hmm. that had some businesses going on. Uh, now, today, it's not like that. Today, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, it's it's open about, and, and and you know, and I'm and I'm I'm with you. You know, if you're a private person and you feel that private moments shouldn't be posted all over Facebook, I'm I'm with that. You know, what I'm saying, my you know my mm-hmm. fiance, she's the same way. You know. Uh, I have a lot of family, friends, and schoolmates on Facebook, so we talk all the time. Uh, my fiance, on the other, t- the other hand, um, she's a very, very private person. She may speak to some of the people, that, you know, in her church, and that's about it. You know what I mean? Uh, outside of that, she, she she doesn't have a lot of friends networking on Facebook. You know what I mean? So she don't post, "Hey, we're out having dinner. Here's my my plate." You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Hey. <laughs> Here's some perfume. My man bought me some shoes. Look at these yeah. earrings that I'm wearing. You know what I'm saying, girl? I got nine inches 
on this side and 16 inches on the other side, and might have blue and green. So she doesn't she doesn't get it. She don't get into that because to her those 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 things are private. You know what I mean? And so I understand yeah. quite clearly what you're saying when you're saying I wouldn't post. You know my my child's picture. You don't know who's watching this stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean you got a lot of yeah. And, and another thing about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you got a you got a lot of people out there that that that, that you know that ain't they ain't went they ain't went, went to jail for going to church too much on Sunday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm talking yeah. about you got a lot of pedophiles out there. You know what I mean? And and yeah. you know, I I think back to where I saw one of these Facebook pictures and and it was this, and I'm gonna just say this it was this girl. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they had a they had a video of her and and uh, and they said you see this girl and she was all. You know, in her, in her little bikini or whatever the case may be, and they have different flashes of her. Um, and one of the flashes was uh, it, it had comments up on it. It says, "Well, she met somebody on Facebook," and it says, uh, "He he got her address when she uh, when they became friends. He got her phone number and address and everything through her profile." And and it shows some more pictures of her. And then it said, then it showed some pictures of her laying in the moor with a hole in her head. The dude went to her house, advanced her, she turned him down, and he killed him. Because she had put all her information on the social media. So you don't know what type of demons you entertain on these social sites. You know what I'm saying? And now they have memes where they take somebody with a weird expression or something. And they like make fun of that person, and the picture be passed all around. Like I see, I don't know if you know what a meme is, but it's like a picture, and then people just add their own funny caption to it. And it's yeah. so many pictures of like little babies with like a strange expression, and like they just like poke fun of the kid with like make. So you know, you just you never know. You're right. You right, guys, right. this is hi. This this is Tammy. I'm just getting back in, but I want to say hi to my fabulous caller. Hi. <laughs> 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 How are you? I'm fine. Good. I wanna I wanna throw something in real quick here to give people something to think about. Um, when they are posting, especially about our babies, the kids, you guys, just think how you put all this information to include your child's name. A, a, a few good days of watching, weeks of watching. Someone can have all the information they need. What what your child, the school they go to. Um, their name, so if they and they have your name now. So how easy is it is for them to say, "Hey, um, mm-hmm. Alicia, your mom, so and so, you know, needed me to come get you because you because this person knows your name, your child's name, and possibly where they go to school because you post every time you go anywhere and do anything. They know all this information. So like both said, there are pedophiles, and so I think there should be a line drawn to. I, I see. I just think it's overboard. Um, but, again, that is a form of entertainment. It goes back to the question, why do, especially adults, I don't see where the how you have the time, especially with children, I don't see how you have time to do eight hours of work, cook, clean, make sure that the children have did what they're supposed to do, homework, all that, and post on Facebook 20, 25 times within that day. And watch TV yourself. Oh, Tammy, can I jump in for a minute? Yes, please. It's called, it's called acceptability. You know what I'm saying? If you're <laughs> not happy with your life, but you want other people to be to accept you, 
in, in certain terms, then what you do is you draw a picture. Like I was just telling the young lady, I'm going to draw this picture over here because I want these other people over here to think well of me. So I'm going to say this is what I'm doing, this is what I have, this is what I got. Let me show you, show you, show you, show you. Because in truth of the matter, I don't have none of this. But I want you to think highly of me, so I'm going to draw you a picture. Mm-hmm. And that's what they, that's what they do. That's the reason why they're on there to to impress upon somebody else that I'm doing better than you or I'm doing better than you think I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to show you by posting this and posting that, and now what you think, you know? And that's all it is. It's a competition thing. If I, if I may, right. I wanted to talk directly to the young sister, if I may. Can you all sure. hear me? Yes. Oh, I wanted to say to the young sister um, that now that you have spoken what you said out of your mouth and the mindset that you have shown me, you have spoken some wise words, but now this is the part where you have to maintain that which you just thought. You you can speak mm-hmm. that on a one-day level, but then tomorrow you can go to the left. So right now you spoke some wise and powerful words, so you got to take those words that you've spoken and you got to maintain those things in your life as you're going forth. I used to say this to my daughter, and I adopted this uh, saying for my daughter and it came from the Denzel Washington movie. I forget the name of the movie where they were doing a dialogue with each other, with the children were doing dialogue with each other or something. And he said, do what you got to do so you can do what you want to do. And so that says to, if you're in school, you've got to handle your affairs in school and finish so that when you, can, when you finish, you can come out and do those things that you want to do. Accomplish that which you put before you. Whatever goal it is, you accomplish that. Whatever scenario you need to get to, whatever level, whatever platform you need to get to, get to that and make that happen. And then once you accomplish that and you can you can declare yourself finished, then you can go to the next level. Until you declare yourself finished, you got to maintain that which you do. And you, and you can't just speak one day because you have a way of, making things sound good on a one-day level, and then next day you see them getting into something else. So I stay on my daughter, and I and I, I constantly speak to her, and she's just like, Daddy, you always preaching. Good. That's what I want to do, preach to you so you can get it. And so what I'm saying to you is maintain your path. Maintain your thinking. Just don't have it for one day or two days. Have it for the time in which you are set to go, your goal is, whatever your goal is, stay on it, maintain that all the way through school because what you are is called a rarity. And success is not success by way of you pursuing success. Success is success by you becoming a person of rarity. A rarity is what brings success because a person of rarity is a demand. And when you are rare, you are of demand. And so you are that. You're a rare person. And you'll be of demand by your friends, and they'll demand your attention because they rarely can get you to do what you want or what they want you to do. So I I want to encourage you as a 24-year-old young lady, maintain your path, your positive path. Every day wake up to that path and say, I got to do this today. 
every day. I got to do this today. If it's school, I got to do this today. And you got to fight that thing because sin crouches in the bushes waiting on you to make a mistake. And when you make that mistake and you don't have an answer for it, you fall short. So I want to give you that word of encouragement and continue going forth, young lady. Thank you. Wow. And 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 may I jump in and just add to um I can I can really, really say this is a fabulous young lady and I am just motivated by her spirit and, and I wanna put some emphasis on what she's on who she's been able to attract because I just love, love, love her wonderful, wonderful um man. He is like like just a fabulous young man and respects her fully to the utmost and I just I love to hear how he respects women and respects her and puts her first. So her ability to know herself and operate in her own has attracted the right type of guy and I and I truly believe she would have been she would have been one of those ones that rather be alone than settle for the wrong guy. And I wish there were more young women like her um who mm. who attract and demand that kind of guy because she has an awesome, awesome young man in her life, an awesome young man in her life. I cannot say enough. They are both deserving of each other. So, Aw, thanks. You're going to make me blush. <laughs> well, blush on, my dear. You deserve it. So, well, we have just about three minutes. I want to thank um, Bo and Reverend Martin. You guys have, have just made the show that much greater. Um Thank you. I don't. Did you give your name, young lady? Because I don't want to give it out if you if you didn't. Oh, I did. It, my name is okay. Leslie. Well, Leslie, because I didn't want to call you out if you hadn't already. So, so now I can. Leslie, thank you. I heard a portion of it, but um, I heard enough. Um, want to thank, thank all you. of our callers because again, you guys have made the show great. I hope that we have some, some great shows to come. And just thank you guys. Continue to follow the Butterfly Evolution Show. Keep us prayed up. I've been praying that, that just people are moved um, and God is glorified through the shows that we do. So people might not come on and say anything, but the next time they they watch, and I'm going to get it right soon, that's um, something in hip-hop, whatever it is, the next time they watch it, they feel a little bit offended by it. And if, <laughs> and if so, kudos, we did our job here tonight, not to offend anybody, just to help you grow and think more um, not to be led by society, but get enough thought process in you to be able to lead society. So, Rodney, um, I'll turn it back over to you, and if you don't mind, you'll close it out whenever you're ready. This has been a wonderful broadcast, and we are so grateful, as you just said, we are so grateful to all who have joined in the conversation and to all of our callers, um, this show would not have been awesome without you. And so we really appreciate you all tuning in. And I'll, and I'll close out with this. As we stated earlier, there is no entertainment without entertainers and without entertainees. If you are an entertainee, who is entertaining you? Why are they entertaining you? Mm -hmm. 
you are an entertainer. What is it that you are putting out to the public? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it building a better society or is it breaking down society? If you are a parent, what is it that you are allowing into your home? Who access to your home? There are people who have keys to your home, but yet they never come through the front door. You have to be wise as a serpent, but harmless as a dove. Intelligence will get you half of the way, but wisdom will carry you all the way. This has been another fabulous broadcast on the Butterfly Evolution Show. We didn't even get to every single thing that we could have talked about tonight. And one of them is the entertainment of sex. Why do people entertain their minds with pornography? We didn't even touch on that one. But you'll have to join in next week and the week after that for our Next conversation, it could be on entertainment. It could be on something else. But as we close out, again, this is Rodney. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Tammy. This has been a pleasure. It has been over a year since we first connected, and it's been about six months since we've been doing these shows, and I have enjoyed every last minute of it, and we're going to end with the song that we always end with. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, ma'am. I can't, I can't let this go because you just you just made me think about something. We did not connect by Facebook. All, I shouldn't say all, but although <laughs> I did not connect by, by Facebook, it's like God ordained. I promise you, you guys, I'm going to have to repeat that story again, how, <laughs> how I ended up getting in touch with Rodney because I still don't quite understand all of that. But that's a sign. People think, well, Facebook has connected some great stuff. If God, if it's an if it's an appointed assignment, a God assignment, baby, ain't nothing can make you miss that if you adhere to the will of God. Because He can He can give some assignments, but just like He offers salvation, not everybody takes the call. But if you are willing, able, and ready, surrendering, and that is the way that God wants it and intends to be, you will meet that person. You will meet that person. I did not meet Rodney on Facebook. And he is he is <laughs> how many miles away from me? <laughs> did not. So, you know, I think we put so much, I want to say that because we put so much emphasis on the connections through Facebook. But, see, I only want godly connections. That's all I want because the other ones waste my time, and, and, and I'm going to have to fight harder to be to get where I'm trying to get. And I'm, I'm heaven-minded. I'm heaven-minded. Minded bound, if that's a word, a phrase to put it. I, I I just can't do Tammy anymore. I cannot do this world anymore. So I don't want those interruptions. I'm not even calling connections. I don't want those interruptions unless God has assigned them. So don't need Facebook. I, I'm going to add this 
to what you just said, and then we'll close. And then we'll close. I have never met Tammy face to face. We've never seen each other face to face. And the interesting thing about this godly connection, Tammy, I met Aaron Jordan through you. That's how I connected with Aaron Jordan, and I've met Aaron face to face. I haven't met you. Again, you can't be God. I'm telling you that God's assignment and the way that he orchestrates things, when you sit back and look, I don't even know how people can say no to God. When you get to that mindset where your eyes are open and you see how God works some stuff out, you you be scratching how in the world when you see the puzzle put together and the, the next puzzle started because God's already started <laughs> puzzles. So it's just it's amazing. So I just wanted to make sure you guys realize that, you know, <laughs> Facebook God daily. You know, it's amazing that the name is Facebook. But get into <laughs> the book, the real book. Put your face in the right book, the real book, and watch your life change. That's all I can tell you. If it doesn't change, I mean, get get in touch with him because if you seek him, you will find him. So, and and you won't want that entertainment. It will become tasteless to you. It will it will despise you. You just start to despise. You you be despised by it. So, all right, we're about to start another show here. So I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> that hour show turned into two hours and five minutes. So we were. Yeah, we, we said that we were going to be on only an hour tonight because both of us have been going, going, going today. And look at it, but great stuff. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> good night, everybody. All right. Good night. <laughs>
Every now and then 